guys, this is Carrie, Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today we're going to talk about organizing the kitchen, and I have some tips from Joni and Kit from Practically Perfect Kitchen Organization, um, and they have a lot to say about organizing. Um, <clears throat> they say that there are a few questions you need to ask yourself when organizing your kitchen. How are you using your kitchen right now? And how would you like to be using your kitchen? But because everyone is different and every kitchen space is different, the answers to those questions are going to be different. Uh, who uses your kitchen? Um, do you need it organized for the whole family? Do you need it organized for how you cook or how you don't want to cook or uh, all the activities that happen in your kitchen? <clears throat> it's important to make sure that everyone using the kitchen is um, accounted for. It makes sense and everything flows together seamlessly. How does your kitchen look? Are you right-handed or left-handed? Or are you sh short or tall? Because where you put things <clears throat> will depend on the ease of use. Um, you don't want to walk all the way across the kitchen to get water to put in your coffee pot every morning unless you don't drink coffee, um, then it it can be a little bit further away from the kitchen because you only make coffee when you have guests or every once in a while. Or if you have a Craig that stays full of water, then you may not need to walk back and forth every morning to fill up your coffee cup. So a lot of questions have to be asked in your kitchen to um, figure out what is going to work the best for you. <clears throat> so what areas are not working right now is another question. And are you missing anything? Uh, one of the ladies said that she had been uh, needing a garlic press and she was super happy uh, she bought a garlic press for the first time, and now her hands don't smell like garlic anymore. Now, is it a 100% necessity? No, but if you're using garlic and you love cooking and you love to use garlic and you're tired of your fingers and your, you know, the smell of garlic following you everywhere, then you may want to invest in a garlic press. Now, they also suggest, and this is not something I would do. Every professional organizer is different, and all of you are going to be different. If this overwhelms you too much, then you won't be able to do this. But this is what they believe in wholeheartedly. They believe in putting a sheet down on the floor, using a counter table, countertop, your tabletop, and taking every single item out of your kitchen. Every single item out of your kitchen. 
and give it a really good clean. Now me, I would start with the areas that I know I'm going to move to the places that I know I'm going to move. And those would be the ones that I would take all the items out and I would clean those spaces. And I would work one cabinet at a time, taking everything out and, re and cleaning it and deciding what goes back. But these two ladies believe in taking every single thing out. It says, it's going to be great. You're going to get a deep clean in all your spaces and all your surfaces. And then you put it back. It will not only be in the perfect spot, but everything will be clean and fresh and new for this new beginning, this new organized kitchen. Um, they say, I can't take, some clients say this just like me, I can't take everything out. I can't take uh, what am I going to put? Where am I going to put it all? I'm too angry. Angry client, confused client. I, I'll go with. I can't take everything out. Um, yes, some of you are going to absolutely feel that way. Now, so it might sound really overwhelming to take everything out. And if you really... If it really does sort of like overwhelm you, you can start small with like a single drawer. That is my suggestion. But if you're really right tight on space and you can get a large sheet or a towel and set it out on the ground and put all your items out and start categorizing them on that clean space on the floor. Set things out in categories. So you'll bring out all of your dish dishware. Let's put all into one pile. You'll bring out your utensils. You'll put them in one area. This will help you really see what you have. Sometimes you'll be surprised at how much you have. And that's really why they do it. They want you to see how much stuff you have. Because when you pull it all out, and I have done this with clients. I had a... Uh, family member, they were not an actual client, but a family member that once had five bags of flour in their pantry um, because they couldn't find it. And every time they needed flour, they just went to the grocery store and buy it, buy another one. Now, you know, flour, you don't use five bags at a time unless you have a unusual uh, large family. Um, and in this case, these ladies are talking about one of their clients who had five can openers. And what do you do when you find you have five can openers? Well, what you're going to do if you find that you have multiple of items that you didn't know you have is you decide on which one you love the most. Um, using these can openers as an example, which one... Uh, do you enjoy using more? Which one feels better in your hand? You know, which one do you gravitate to? You may not have thought about it before, but now you're having to think, okay, which one is my favorite can opener? And then pick out a second one. You know, if you have five, pick out a, another one. She was talking about a client, maybe they want one for their kitchen and one for their pets. 
uh, so that they can open up their pet food with one and have it in the pet food area and have the other one in their kitchen. Uh, and then donate the other three. You really don't have a use for five can openers. Now, if it's five pairs of scissors, you may be able to put one in your craft room, one in your kitchen, uh, one in your bedroom, one in your office. You know, that's a whole different uh, item. But in the kitchen, you really can't use but one can opener at a time. So, um, that is what they talked about in this. Um, she had one that just worked when uh, one can opener just felt like butter when it opened a can. So that's the one she kept. Um, all right. So now she says, um, I'm going to put the one that feels like it opens a can like butter. That one in my kitchen utensil drawer, but I also open up cans of wet dog food and I really don't like the use my dog food can opener for my food prep can opener. Yes, you can keep that. Uh, you keep it in your food area. We just talked about that. Um, letting go of what ifs. What if you break your favorite one and now you've gotten rid of all the other can openers? Well, you don't want to keep an overstuffed kitchen just for the what ifs. Um, you know, the what ifs never usually happen. And if it does, you can probably go to Goodwill and buy another can opener. And if you don't like that idea, just buy a new can opener. It's really not that big a deal. But to keep five of them for just in case when you have no room in your kitchen or it's overstuffed and chaotic and you can't find it because it's hidden under all the stuff, then what is the use of keeping all five can openers? So you've got to talk yourself through this process. Uh, a struggle for you. It can be really helpful to go ahead and make a decision about where some of the items are going to be donated. Maybe you can pass them along to someone that's going off to college that may need a can opener. Maybe you know someone that's going to move into their first apartment. Um, or there's a um, organization in your town that takes care of teenagers or, or young adults. So you're going to want to put it in the homes and hearts of people who need them more than you. Uh, donating or needing to get fixed. We recommend grabbing some laundry baskets and putting little sticky notes on them and then, you know, use a different color trash bag for donations and for trash and, and then get those out of your home. Uh, all right. So, now, you've got all your baking stuff together. You've got to decide where the baking stuff goes. Because you're going to make zones in your um, kitchen. There might be the sink where the water, where you need the water faucet. There's the refrigerator. There's food storage. There's baking. There's 
all types of areas and it depends also on the layout of your kitchen. Now, um, your, all your baking items are going to be by your stove, by your oven. So is your cooking utensils. All of that's going to be by your stove. But I can't, I don't have enough space for my baking and my cooking next to my stove. So the things I use the most are my pots and pans. So those are near my stove and across, because I have a galley kitchen, which means it's just one hall. It's just one long area. You open up the refrigerator and no one can get in and out of your kitchen because it's that narrow. Um, so my baking area is on the other side across from my oven. Mostly because that countertop is going to be a bigger area and I can do baking there and I don't bake often. So that is how mine is arranged. So, um, and again, we talked about the coffee maker and then your food storage. Normally your food storage is going to be closer to the refrigerator or closer to where you, your leftovers, you know, you'll want to be able to put your leftovers. Um, so I have mine right next to the refrigerator, but my refrigerator has a one little counter and cabinet between it and the stove. So technically any food, you know, my kitchen is so narrow that I can pretty much almost reach anything in my kitchen by just turning around, pivoting on one foot, um, except for the other side of my refrigerator where I keep uh, snacks because that's the only place to keep them. Um, so you are going to break your kitchen down into zones and then you're going to put your items in, back in accordingly. And some items you may have to put in the same. She was talking about she had to put her dish towels and her storage containers together in one drawer. For me, I have to fold up my dish towels, put them in bins underneath my sink. They're at arm's reach to my sink when I need them, and I have little bars hanging on those uh, cabinet doors where I keep my clean towels. And then I just have decorative ones on my stove. They're just for decoration. So those are usually my Dollar Tree uh, dish towels that I use just for decorating the front of my stove. And then the towels that I actually use for my hands are hanging on the fronts of my cabinets, um, my sink cabinet. And then I have rolls of paper towels for the messy, um, dirty, messy hands. Um, so let's see, get back to uh, Kit and Joni and see what they have to say. Uh, she says she has a drawer with glass food storage where I put leftovers and I guess food, is, food that's prepped and ready to be cooked. And then down in another drawer, she has mason jars where she uses a variety of purposes, food storage, 
uh, in her pantry. Soups can be stored in there and go into the fridge. Um, those are great ideas. Uh, at the end of the day, it's about having a zone. It's not about everything looking like it's a picture from Pinterest and you have your categories, your glass food storage or your mason jars. That's exactly how uh, I store mine. I think there, a, uh, we've learned a few things from each other through the years. Those two, uh, they're finding that they do similar things because they've been friends for so long. Um, let's see. But it's important to note this because you said everybody's space is different and everybody's stuff is different. Um, it's okay to put categories together if you need to. Um, the goal is to have everything where you know it should be and belongs. Also to be able to reach it when you need it. Moving throughout your kitchen super seamlessly in your new organized life. Now, she talks about systemizing and implementing with products. That's the last thing that you might do is decide whether or not you need organizing products. You can try to use what you already have in your home. Um, if you don't have it in your budget to go out and procure or purchase a product, you can also find things that can upcycle throughout your home. There's a lot of really great options. One she had mentioned already is the mason jars. <clears throat> Those are great ideas. Now for her cookie cutters, she has a little plastic bin that she got at the container store. What she likes about that is she can actually take the whole bin of cookie cutters out when they're baking. When they're washed, they all go back in the bin together and then back in the cabinet. They don't have to take out and dig for one uh, cookie cutter at a time and then put back one cookie cutter at a time. She says these cookie cutters in this container are a perfect example of why containerizing can make things feel more seamless. So if these were in a drawer amidst the whisks and the measuring cups and the cupcake liners, and then your kids wanted to bake cookies and you wanted to grab the cookie cutters Going and getting all your cookie cutters would look very different than it would if they were already containerized in something and you could just grab the whole container. That's why I, as a professional organizer, like things to be in containers. Because let's say your husband has a toolbox, okay? That toolbox on wheels can move with him wherever he goes. And as he uses the tools, they can go right back into the toolbox. But if you do not have a toolbox on wheels, you can, and I have bought these for him, take, they have some magnetic tool organizers. You put all your tools on that, take it with you. They all stay there. They don't fall all over the place. They're all and then you bring it back to your toolbox and just stick it on the lid or back in the drawer and it's magnetized and it's super simple and easy. But <clears throat> let's say you don't have any of that. If you just have your tools separated in little bins, let's say all your wrenches, all your screwdrivers, all of those are in separate bins. But let's say your most used items, 
This is your most popular used screwdriver, wrench, bolt, uh, cutter, I don't know, what, whatever those things are. Keep those in one bin together because they're the ones that you use the most. Or just have a little empty bin that every time you need some tools, you put the tools that you need in that bin, take it with you to fix whatever you're going to fix. The tools go back in that bin. You bring that bin back to your toolbox and it's so much simpler. Just like when you're pulling snacks out of a cabinet, instead of pulling all the snacks out until you find the pretzels, just have your bin of pretzels, your bin of Doritos, pull out that one bin, um, or if you have them all mixed in one bin, you're still just taking out one bin, digging through that bin for the pretzels or the Doritos, but they, the rest of them stay in the bin, and then you can put the whole bin back in the cabinet instead of pulling them all out and then having to put them one at a time back. You know, <clears throat> you know what I'm trying to say. Bins are great because you can take them with you wherever you're at and then put the whole bin back where they go. Instead of a 10 screws and 10 screwdrivers and 10 uh, bolts, you know, everything is contained. Um, now, so again, we've seen these, uh, and now she's talking about those cupcake liners. If you have them stacked up in a mason jar or in a container by themselves, then you won't find them crumpled up and lost and forgotten about and stuck behind a cabinet drawers. But having them all stacked together, one of our favorite hacks is to put these inside an old glass jar. And that's another great way of keeping things safe and well in your home. And so you can, they can last over time. Also add that products can be really great for blind corners or cabinets that are extra, extra deep. You get those little um, lazy Susans and put them in those corners that things get, you know, they can be all behind each other and you can't see them. The blind corner, we love those spinning trays because they take away the dead corner. You can also rest assured that you're not going to lose anything back there. Now, you don't have to spend money to get organized, but it actually can save you money to be organized because you'll find that your foods don't expire and you won't rebuy, you know, another, you know, you won't buy another teddy bear cookie cutter because you didn't know that you had one already before it got lost. Um, so ma mapping out your kitchen is, is also important. Another huge piece of systemizing is deciding where everything is going to go in your kitchen. Saving time and energy. Saving myself time and energy, that is my ultimate goal. So when I walk into the kitchen and I want a drink or my husband wants to get some coffee, I've got a whole beverage station right here by the refrigerator with all the glassware there, all the cups, um, fridge, which is where we get, she gets her water out from the fridge when she makes her coffee. 
uh, and milk for her coffee, etc. And she has a basket that she keeps all of her coffee pods in. The other lady prefers to have all of her coffee pods lined up in bins by color or by flavor so she'll know which one she's out of when she's out of it. But the other lady's not into super fancy coffee, so she has them all in a basket, and um, those are just for when she wants a little, some fancy coffee. So it all depends on you. And uh, Kit says, true. I mean, I will add in the morning when we're blurry-eyed and looking for coffee, we're not having to take off the lid, and it's just dig in there and grab what you want, throw it into the coffee machine. She has it all in a basket, and she doesn't mind digging a little bit to um, find the coffee. <clears throat> uh, so some people would say, you know, Dividing them in different containers would tell you right away when you're out of dark roast, okay? But in this case, you might miss it because it's all jumbled in a basket. Uh, you might be like looking for that dark roast and then realize that there wasn't one. And so I think, again, this is thinking through how do I make my coffee? This is Joni's thinking. Do I like different types at different times? How would I want to be able to access that? It's a lot of questions you can ask yourself, but if you can ask yourself those right questions and you can get it right, like you said, Kit, you can save yourself so much time every day and who doesn't want more time in the morning? I want to snooze for seven more minutes. Um, don't be afraid to redo your setup. Kit says... Um, as you live in the space and you live with the new system that you set up for yourself, you might realize this is working well or this one, this area is not working as well. And one of my favorite things to do is to redo my organizing because, one, it's fun, um, but look how happy we are talking about organizing. Um, she says, my family... But Kit says, my family is so frustrated with me, and they're like, Mom, you've reorganized the kitchen again. But I love trying to find newer, better ways to improve on the systems that I already have. So don't think that just because you've done it once, you have to live with it. If it's not working for you, change it again. You can reorganize until you get it functioning the way you want. And me personally, this is not Kit and Joni. This is Carrie now. It, I feel like if a year from now I'm able to keep that area tidy, then that is working for me. If it's not able to stay tidy a year from now and it's just a jumbled up mess then uh, it was too hard to maintain. So that's when I will tweak it and make it better. All right, now let's just go have a little review of Joni and Kit here. They said, I'm thrilled to welcome Joni and Kit from Practically Perfect who are going to be showing us all about kitchen organization basics. Um, let's see here. This 
is the kitchen is the heart of most people's homes and especially for people who like to cook or for people who are really busy and finding that they need to move in and out of their kitchen efficiently. Here are some great kitchen organization and efficiency tips. It's important to take into account not only how your kitchen feels, but also how it looks since most of us spend a great deal of time in our kitchen. As busy moms and professionals, we love to help other people systemize and organize their lives so that day-to-day -day life can just be a little bit simpler and less chaotic. Now, it is important to think about all the people that use your kitchen and make sure that everybody using the kitchen, it makes sense and everything flows together seamlessly. It's really important to make sure that you're placing the items that you do use or that you want to be using more in an easily accessible place since you will be getting them out frequently. Let go of the what ifs, like if you can, if your can opener breaks, keeping a lot of what if items will result in cluttering up your space for a might happen and it's going to take away your joy in the right here and now. You know, don't keep items for the what if because it's just going to be frustrating in the end. You don't have to spend money to get organized, but it actually can save you money to be organized because you'll find that your foods don't expire and you won't rebuy another teddy bear cookie cutter because you didn't know that you had one already. The first step to organize your kitchen is to ask yourself a few questions. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Are you short or tall? What areas of the kitchen aren't working for you? Are you missing anything to achieve your goals for cooking and how you want to use your kitchen? How do you want to use your kitchen? That is very important. Do you use your kitchen more for baking or do you use your cook uh, more for cooking? Um, take everything out of your kitchen and sort into piles. This way you can see what you have and also donate any duplicates that you might have. You don't need five can openers or five things of flour. Create zones in your kitchen like a baking zone or a coffee zone. You will have all of your baking utensils all together in one handy location. Find products and containers that will work for your kitchen setup. For example, to utilize your space in a deep corner of your cabinet, consider using those Lazy Susans. All right, guys, that is kitchen organization. And uh, I hope you, it was very helpful for you. I know it was. And I will see you on the next podcast. And thank you so much for watching and for listening. Give me some thumbs up if you're on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, share my podcast to those that would rather listen, and share my YouTube for those that want to see a face talking about organizing, and I will see you on the next one. Thank you.